As a follower of Jesus, you have been commissioned. You've been given an assignment. You've been called to be an ambassador. And you've been sent by God. Here's Barbara Rainey. It's not a mistake that God has put all of us where he's put us. The neighborhood we live in, the schools we go to, all of those things, God has sovereign purposes for us. And when we remember that we're ambassadors and that we're here on mission and that we're here for the purposes of God, then it helps us to see meaning in all of the the circumstances around us and in the places where God has called us to live and relate to people. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. So how would you say things are going at your embassy? Are you living as an ambassador for Christ? We're going to explore that subject today with Barbara Rainey. Stay with us. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us. Looks like Snickers is doing well. Well, here's, here's what's interesting. <laughs> That's not a dog, by the way. That's not a dog's name. It's, if, it's a if, candy bar. If you go to our website, familylifetoday.com, because this kind of came off the cuff with Dennis this week. We have it was put, not off the cuff. We were talking about how Barbara kept herself from near what? starvation in Russia because she had... The Lions Bar. Okay, so here's my question. How long did you think about putting a straw poll on our website before you actually spoke that on the air? Days, Bob. Days. <laughs> seconds. Tell me when involved. some of the thoughts come to you. I've watched your eyes dart back and forth. The audience has no idea, and neither do I, how Bob is starting this program. For Un- 23, comes out almost, of mouth. <laughs> almost 24 years, I've been doing this, and I'm watching his lips, and I'm going, which way is he going? Back to my point. <laughs> Off the cuff, Dennis came up with the idea of putting a straw poll on, and here's what's interesting. The other category where people can write in their own candy bars, that's what's it, winning. It's a long list. There are people who, they, there, they're There are they're a lot more choices today yeah. than well, you gave, to be, right? You gave a, a local <laughs> intravenous chocolate. It's <laughs> awesome. It's 70%. 72. 72%. <laughs> to be exact. Bean to bar. And I'll just put in a plug for Izzard Chocolate one more time. While oh, we're, wow. Shamelessly. It's awesome oh, good. stuff. Yeah. But he does go to Bob's church, so you know he, Bob's <laughs> asking him to tithe off of that. Oh, well. I, right. I love locals, so we'll go. Local, local. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, but our focus this week is not on candy as much as it is on recognizing that where you are and where you're from may be two entirely different questions. And uh, Barbara, <laughs> that's what uh, you have been focusing on really for, for months. This has kind of mm-hmm. been the meditation of your soul for a season now. Yeah, I've been thinking about this for a long time, and it was all sparked by a video. And I don't even remember now who showed me this video or sent me the link to this video, but it's a YouTube video about this person who lives in um, a former communist country in Eastern Europe. And this person has on the outside of his home, we've been calling him him Mm -hmm. because we're not allowed to say the gender of this person because of security reasons. But this person has on the outside of his home a brass plaque that says Embassy of the King of Heaven. And he goes on to tell the story of how his home is an embassy for the king. And it looks like 
the home of the king. He thinks of it that way. He invites people in and serves them and listens to them uh, because he is a representative of the king of heaven. And when I heard that, I thought, oh, that's that's who I am. That's who we are. That's who all of us are who belong to Christ. But how often do I think of my home as an embassy? Well, until I saw that video, I really didn't think about that too much. And when you saw that plaque, you thought, I want to make one I of those plaques. I want one of those. How do I get one of those? And since you couldn't find one online at Amazon, <laughs> right. you decided to make your own. In fact, That's you've, right. you've made a stainless steel one that can be screwed into the concrete. You've made a, a banner. You've got a framed plaque. Uh, all available at FamilyLifeToday.com. And if folks want to see the video you're talking about, that's available. We've got a link for that on our website at FamilyLifeToday.com as well. And, of course, this comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where Paul said, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. All the people who are listening to this broadcast who are followers of Christ, listen up. This is our assignment. Mm-hmm. This is our mission. We are ambassadors in a land that is is not our home, mm-hmm. and we've been given an assignment as ambassadors. And these are days when there's a lot of fear taking place in our country. These days present a great opportunity for us to present the claims of Christ to offer forgiveness to any person who will cry out to Christ. And I'll tell you, Bob, I think there's a lot of fear today, but I think there's even more guilt. I think there is a lot of guilt in our nation for people who have disobeyed God. They know they have. They know they have offended Almighty God, and they need forgiveness. And that's what the gospel of Jesus Christ is all about. And, and you're saying, in this case, when it comes to being an ambassador for kingdom, the borders are open there's no wall. We live in a country where it's still okay to proclaim mm-hmm. the truth about Jesus Christ. My point is seize the day. Let's go for it. And you know what? Train your kids to do mm-hmm. it. There's two ways to send your kids into the world. First of all, you can let them go and be naive and probably become a casualty of the culture and of the world. Or you can give them an assignment, the biblical assignment we've all been given, and send them they're, they're compared in Psalm 127.4, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. There's a reason why I think a child was, was compared to an arrow. He was designed for, for battle. He was designed to pierce the darkness, to go out there and proclaim Christ. And these are days when kids are questioning their own identity, who they are, and they don't know the whole gender identity issue. This is a great opportunity to help people first and foremost find their spiritual identity, and then we'll help them figure out their sexual identity if they're still confused about that. Barbara, you were having a conversation about the idea of home being an embassy with uh, a mutual friend of ours, somebody Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. uh, used to work here at Family Life. That's right. Uh, She and her husband are now living in Uganda. Mm Mm-hmm. And she shared a story with you. Mm -hmm. She did. Janelle sent me, actually, she wrote it up as a blog post for the Ever Thine Home blog. And um, the story is of a friend of hers who is also a missionary in the country of Uganda. And they were talking one day, and this friend said to my friend Janelle, she said, well, I, I need to tell you what happened to us a couple of weeks ago. We were driving, my teenage son and I were driving through the city, the capital city, 
And she said one of the things that happens sometimes in the city traffic is an official motorcade will come through. And because there aren't the same kinds of traffic laws that we're used to in the United States, they'll just show up out of nowhere. And because of the noise, you might not hear them until they're literally on your bumper. And if you don't get out of the way in time of this official convoy, then you can be in big trouble. Well, that happened. Her teenage son hadn't been driving that long. This official convoy came up. Up and he didn't move over quickly enough. The police pulled him over to the side of the road, jerked him out of the car, and arrested him. And he didn't know why he was being arrested, but they hauled him off to the local police station. They made him take off all of his clothes except his jeans. They um, accused him of being an international spy, and they put him in jail. Now, here they are. Here's this family, this American family who's living in the country of Uganda. They're there as missionaries to serve the people, to love the people. And their teenage son has just been thrown in jail. And so the parents are there, and they're trying to make sense of all of this. They're trying to listen through the interpreter, what, what's going on? Why are you accusing our son? He didn't know he was breaking the law. And, you know, all of this conversation's going on, and they weren't making any headway. And all of a sudden, the dad remembered that he had just entered into his phone a very important phone number. And the phone number was the phone number for the embassy the United States Embassy in Kampala, Uganda. And he pulled out his cell phone, and he dialed that number, and he got on the phone with the major who, not the official head ambassador, but the major who is in charge of the forces that protect the embassy in that country. And the major got on the phone, and they began to talk. And all of a sudden, things began to change. Because this family were Americans, and now he was talking to the representative of our government, to his home country, which is the United States. And the major was able to tell him what to say, how to answer the questions, and within an hour, their son was out of prison, and they were headed home. It was all resolved. But it was because he went to the person who could solve the problem. He went to the ambassador of the United States because he is a citizen of the United States, even though he's living in a foreign country. And it's a perfect illustration for us as believers that we are living in a foreign country. And when we have things happen, who do we go to? We go to our father. Where does our father live? He lives in heaven. What kind of authority does he have? He has all authority. (laughs) What kind of power does he have? Mm -hmm. He has all power. And so the analogy is very similar that we as Christ's ambassadors belong to him. And when we have trouble in the world, when we run into obstacles, when we run into difficulties, we go to our king, the king of our country. And that's who intercedes for us um, as we're his ambassadors in this land. Well, while you were talking, Barbara, I was thinking of uh, among the last words that Jesus said to his disciples before he uh, was carried away to heaven. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples. There's our mission. Mm -hmm. And there is the king who has not partial authority, but all authority. To your point, Jesus Christ has all authority and He gave us the command to go, and as ambassadors, we need to be on mission. Mm -hmm. If we know whose we are and who we are and what our assignment is, Mm -hmm. we need to be about proclaiming Christ to a needy nation. And don't forget the last part of that verse, because it says, and I will be with you wherever you go. Yeah. So he doesn't just call us to go and represent him and 
tell us that he has all power and authority, but he promises that he will go with us. And that's the comfort and that's the assurance that as we go out in his name, he goes with us. And in this political season in America, I think followers of Christ need to be reminded who is with them. Mm -hmm. Jesus said here, you already quoted it, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. He's not going to abandon us Mm -mm. as orphans, he said. He is going to be with us, and he is going to prepare a place for us that he says, where I am, you may be also. So this isn't our home. Our home is with him Mm -hmm. where he's preparing a place for us. And by the way, it's been said he's been gone for over 2,000 years, and we saw what he created in six days. So you got to believe this is going to be a fine place he's got. In, Very fine. In building this home for us over 2,000 plus years. But we just need to take him at his word and not be, I'm just thinking of the word we used to use as kids, scaredy cats. We shouldn't mm-hmm. be run around afraid of what's taking place in our country right now. Jesus Christ has not been dethroned. God is still in charge. Now, why all this is happening, why everything is taking place in our country, why there's so much unrest and maybe a lack of civil conversation and discourse and debate, I don't know. But I think there's lessons to be learned, and there's an assignment for every follower of Christ listening to this broadcast. One of the things that makes living as ambassadors a challenge is that our kingdom is an unseen kingdom. Mm Mm-hmm. And and not everybody even believes there is a kingdom or a king. I mean, it's one thing if you said, I'm from England and uh, I serve the queen. But when you say, I'm from heaven and I serve the king, people are going to kind of look at you like, crazy. are you a little crazy? So how do we deal with that? Well, I think we have to remember who we belong to. I think as Christians, we often do a lot of self-talk and a lot of reminding ourselves of whose we are, who we belong to. But I also think it helps to remember what we've been called to do. Tim Keller is a, a pastor that Dennis and I often listen to on podcasts, and he says there are three ways that you can visit a country. You can go as a tourist. You can go as an immigrant hoping to assimilate into the culture and make that your home, or you can be an ambassador. And God has called us to be an ambassador to represent Him. He doesn't want us to assimilate into this culture. He doesn't want us to just use it. He wants us to reach it. And there's a big difference in going to reach the country, the place, the community, the neighborhood where he has called you to live. And I think sometimes we we talk about God's sovereignty and we think of it so casually, but it's not a mistake that God has put all of us where he's put us. The neighborhood we live in, the schools we go to, all of those things, God has sovereign purposes for us. And when we remember that we're ambassadors and that we're here on mission and that we're here for the purposes of God, then it helps us to see meaning in all of the all of the circumstances around us and in the places where God has called us to live and relate to people. Yesterday, Bob, we were um, here at Family Life, and we were asked because they were shooting some video for the celebration of our 40th anniversary of Family Life. And the gentleman interviewing us, his name is Ed, Ed was asking us about various stages of family life. And Barbara and I um, relived the uh, the birth of family life today. We talked our way through that. We talked our way through the I Still Do events, and we saw uh, as many as 18,000 people come to arenas and re-up on their marriage covenant. 
and where we saw literally tens of thousands of people come forward to get a rose, to be reconciled with their spouse. We walked through uh, how family life today was a part of addressing the needs after 9-11, after the attack on America, and how our listeners sent thousands, tens of thousands of cards that we delivered to firemen and to EMT workers. Yeah, we just went back through the history. And, and last night at home, we just kind of turned to each other and said, you know, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And we haven't done the mission thing perfectly. And you know that, Bob. You've been with us. We're not perfect in that. But there's something to be said about finding your mission, being on it, and not quitting. Mm-hmm. You just don't know how over a lifetime God can use an available person to make a difference. And it's not often we get a chance to pull back and relive decades of ministry, in, in our case, four decades of, of work here at Family Life. But it just gave us a high-level view. What a privilege we have to be ambassadors and to just stick to it. And sometimes the things are not big deals like arenas being filled with thousands of people. Sometimes it's just an individual person mm-hmm. that we've met and impacted or had a conversation with or been able to introduce to Jesus Christ. And really, that's how we change the world. And that's why Jesus has left us here. That's why when we receive Christ, we don't immediately go to our new country. He lives us here because he wants us to be involved in changing lives and reaching more people and bringing more people into the kingdom. And when we all do that, when we all do what God has given each one of us to do, then we're collectively changing the world. And that's really what the Great Commission is all about. It's really what being an ambassador is all about, is being about God's business and His agenda. And His agenda is to reach as many people as we can with the gospel. And one of the stories you told yesterday as they were uh, videotaping and and, uh, asking us questions took you and me all the way back to our college days was how Bill Bright impacted us. And you've mentioned the phrase twice in, Mm -hmm. in your last few moments you were just speaking there, come help change the world. Mm -hmm. Share with our listeners how that phrase impacted a pair of college students and changed the direction, the course of our lives. Mm -hmm. When we were college students, Bill Bright, who was the leader of Campus Crusade, as it was called then, uh, the organization that we were involved in for Bible study and uh, for getting to know other believers, uh, he coined this phrase, come help change the world. And we heard it several times. And the more we heard it, the more we began to believe that we could actually be a part of changing the world. Well, that's such an overwhelming dream and idea that any one person couldn't imagine changing the world. But together, then it made a big difference. So as we began to think as a group of college students about the idea of changing the world, it began to soak into the fiber of who we were. And we began to believe that, yes, we could change the world. If we walked with Christ, if we believed Him, if we followed Him uh, for all of our days— then maybe together we really could change the world. Because, again, that is what God has left us here to do, is to impact other people and to bring many with us into the kingdom when we go. And so what happened was a couple of college kids believed that statement. We stormed the campus, making Jesus Christ the issue at the University of Arkansas. Then we graduated and continued on mission. Barbara went to to the University of uh, 
South Carolina and Columbia, and I went on to work with high school students in Dallas, Texas, and some months later started dating and got married, tied the knot. Week, weeks later, got married. Yeah. <laughs> months later, started dating. Weeks later, got married. It was pretty quick, but, but we were on mission. Mm-hmm. We were on mission together, and uh, again, just kind of reliving it yesterday and, and kind of looking back over four decades. God can use you as a human being. I don't know that we have changed the world in the truest sense of what that word is. We we didn't achieve our objective. We wanted to see it fully redeemed and and truly a lot better place to live. And I'm sorry to say we did not achieve that objective in the past four decades. But I do think we've been a part of changing the world. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will hear your story and think being an ambassador is one of those things that is set aside for people who do what you did. You know, you guys all in, made this your life's work. You didn't work a job other than working at family life. You raised the kids and were a part of what was going on here. And they would think, I'm not really an ambassador because I work at the factory or I work at the office or I work at the school or wherever. They see life kind of segregated, but that's not how God sees it, is it? It absolutely is not how God sees it. And I think that by looking at someone else and saying, oh, you have to do that to be an ambassador is to miss the idea altogether because God calls each of us to be his representative. It means to stand for him. It means to speak for him. It means to show what he is like where you live and with the people that he's given you to relate to. So it isn't so much about doing things or accomplishing great feats, but it's representing Christ because we are the temple. We are the temple of Christ. So when we walk around, no matter where we go, the grocery store, the school, whatever it is, it's the living, breathing temple of God walking around in the culture in which God has placed you to live. In the office, at the factory, right? wherever God has you. Grocery store, Walmart, You're an ambassador in that environment. In fact, at some level, the people who are out at the factory and in the the office uh, are maybe more in touch with what's Uh going on in the world than folks like us who work here at headquarters, right? I agree. Yeah, we're kind of at the Pentagon. Others are out on the front lines having an impact. You know, I'm glad you asked the question, Bob, because, and this is going to sound pretty strong, but that kind of thinking that the ministry and the work of being an ambassador and making your home an embassy of the king is only for full-time Christian workers, pastors, people who are, as you said, all in. Well, we all should be all in. We may have different assignments in terms of being a doctor, in terms of being a teacher at the factory, working behind the scenes in in, uh, some institution, but we're all called to be ambassadors. And that's that's what Paul said. I'm going to read it again. I read it earlier, uh, just a couple of passages in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And it goes on in verse 20, a couple of verses later, it says, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. 
And, and there you really see what is the essence of an ambassador. He has been appointed by the king. So that means you gotta, you got to surrender to the appointment. you got to surrender to the king and say, I receive the appointment. And to get the appointment of being an ambassador, you have to receive the King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. You have to place your faith in him and uh, be born again. But the second thing is, after you receive the appointment, you have to start acting like an ambassador. And then third, you need to make your home a Christian embassy. And fourth, you need to give your children the right credentials to be able to operate in the world. And you need to give them the right identity so that they know who they are too. I'm telling you, these are exciting days to be alive. I think the darker it gets in the culture, the brighter the light of Christ is going to shine in our nation. And I look at these days, I got to tell you, a marriage and family ministry is where it's happening. It is under attack as never before. The very foundations of what is a marriage have been, have been assaulted. It's clear in the Bible, God is the, the creator, the originator. He is the one who thought marriage up in the first place. And he is the one who knows how to make it work. And it's a great opportunity, by the way, to be an ambassador for Christ that talks to people about how you doing in your marriage, how you doing in your family. If you need help, I know where you can go to get help. And you can point them to the Bible. You can point them to the Family Life app where they can get some more broadcast and resources for their marriage and family. We're here to serve people where they live and to help them be effective ambassadors and to help them turn their homes in to embassies of the king. The app that you mentioned is available for download from the App Store for either Apple or for uh, Android phones. And the reminder that you've created, Barbara, that we live in an embassy, the wall hangings, the plaques, the booklet that you've created for families to use as a devotional, you can get information about all of these resources when you go to our website, familylifetoday.com. In fact, the booklet is available as a free download, as an ebook. You can go to the website and download the questions for free, or if you'd prefer the printed devotional booklet, that's available for order along with the plaque and the banner and the canvas, whatever you'd like from the collection that Barbara has created. Again, the website, familylifetoday.com. You can also order by phone at 1-800-FL-TODAY, 1-800-358-6329. It's 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. Now, it was uh, back in 1990, 26 years ago today, that Earl and Anita Downing from Kansas City, Missouri, became husband and wife. Today is the Downing's anniversary. Happy anniversary to Earl and Anita. Thanks for listening to Family Life today. Hope your day is a great day, and congratulations on more than a quarter century of marriage together. That's a big deal. Anniversaries are a big deal and ought to be celebrated as such. Increasingly in this culture, marriage is being devalued, and couples who are going the distance, well, we're here to cheer you on. And in fact, we're here to provide... Uh, the kind of practical biblical help and hope that all of us need in order for our marriages to go the distance. That's our goal. We want to see every home become a godly home. And we appreciate those of you who support us in this effort. During the month of August, we're asking those of you who have not made a donation to Family Life this year, would you consider making a donation? We're a little behind this year from where we were last year in terms of the number of people who have made donations. So we're asking our regular listeners, if you've not donated this year, 
would you consider right now going to familylifetoday.com, make an online donation. You can do that on your smartphone if you'd like. If you're listening on the Family Life app, you can donate from the app as well. Or you can call 1-800-FL-TODAY and donate over the phone. You can also mail a donation to us at Family Life Today at Box 7111, Little Rock, Arkansas. Our zip code is 72223. Every donation is appreciated. We're grateful for every donation. If you can help with a donation of $100 or more, we'd like to express our gratitude by sending you a series of three Bible studies from our Art of Marriage Connect collection. These Bible studies are designed for small group use, or a husband and wife can go through the material together and have some great conversations about strengthening your marriage. So again, we'll send those out to you as a thank you gift for your generous support of this ministry. And we hope you can join us again tomorrow. We're going to talk about how we as parents can help our children catch a vision for living life as ambassadors and seeing their home as an embassy. Hope you can join us for that. I want to thank our engineer today. His name is Keith Lynch. Also want to thank our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We will see you back tomorrow for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.